Before this podcast starts today, um, it's very sad news that we have lost in the last 24 hours a legend from the Star Wars universe, a gentleman called David Prowse. David Prowse played Darth Vader in the original episodes 4, 5 and 6 and speaking as someone from Bristol, which is where David's from, cannot quite put into words what it was like knowing that one of our very own helped destroy all of the Jedi. (laughs) Um, David was a great guy. I was fortunate enough to have met him once um, and my father, who grew up in a very same area of Bristol from him, actually knew him and met him several times and I thought I'd just give it a chance and see if he remembered him and he did and we spoke for some time. Um, Really wonderful guy, leaves behind an incredible legacy. He will be missed. Now to our podcast. Welcome to the Stuff and Things Podcast, your home for all stuff related to your favorite things in entertainment. Now, here are your hosts. Welcome to this Mando Monday here on our podcast, the Stuff and Things podcast. I am Sam, one of your hosts. Joining me, as always, my partner in crime, my fellow Jedi Knight, it's Stefan. Ah, I'd like to think of myself more as a Padawan. Yeah, more and more. (laughs) I, I don't know what that says about you psychologically, that you demote yourself from Jedi Knight to Padawan. I feel like I I am but young. I have much learning to do. Oh, oh, great. So it becomes an age thing. Cheers, buddy. Thanks. Thanks, pal. Turn that around quick. I mean, you're basically Yoda. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry. Hang on a minute. Um, Let me just check to see if my beep button's working. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Go f*** yourself. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Welcome, everybody. Um, We're talking about the Mandalorian, obviously. And I've got to be honest with you. You... you if you watch this show and you thought afterwards, wow, that was a good episode, let me just go online and uh, see what other people thought. You've probably been blown away by the reaction. <laughs> it's kind of insane. Um, I don't think I've known a Star Wars reaction like this in quite some time, which is a wonderful thing. It is great that this TV show has given life again to a franchise, uh, a story that I love. Yep. Um, but So for us to dive into it, because there's a lot to go into, and there only <laughs> so many hours in the day. Yeah, this could be a slightly longer podcast <laughs> than normal, people. Yeah, well, well, we could be on this for hours, but we won't be, trust us. Um, so, mate, just as is tradition, this is The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 5, and the title of the episode... Chapter 5, The Jedi. Um, was it Chapter 5? You've just... You balls that right up. Yeah, I have not. <laughs> uh, you see, you're trying to be a smart ass by doing the chapter thing every week, and you've just ballsed it right up. Yep, 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 I did. So, anyway, uh, The Mandalorian, Season 2, Episode 5, and the title of the episode was... The Jedi. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, we'll just yeah. leave that in. I'll edit the other thing out where you look stupid, I promise. That's cool. Anyway, um... First of all, then, straight away, the title of the episode is called The Jedi. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. The opening scene, we, we don't waste any time. There, there was kind of like this, this in my mind, I'm thinking, we're going to go through this episode, and it's going to be all the way along, and we're going to be like, are we going to see her? Are we going to see her? Are we going to see her? There she is! 
but no. Um, oh they, no, they started it with there she is. They they give it to us straight away. Uh, Ahsoka Tano. We talked about this for the last few weeks. I've done my probably very poor attempt <laughs> to explain to the people who don't know who she is who she is. Yeah. But just very briefly, Ahsoka Tano was the Padawan learner of the Jedi Knight, Anakin Skywalker. So it's very much entrenched into Star Wars lore. Yep. Ahsoka we see absolutely cut through. I mean, my note is, opening scene is Ahsoka cutting through hired goons. <laughs> Just, yeah. yeah. Absolutely rinsing them. Walking no up fear. to the city gates, um, basically demanding that the the magistrate, the leader of whoever this group is, surrenders, which is kind of like a real badass play. Yep. Uh, but that's how it opens. Now, again, this is a bit of a deep dive into kind of uh, the lure around Ahsoka Tano and stuff, but you, everyone will notice that Ahsoka is carrying white lightsabers. Yeah. They're cool. I like those. And they are cool. Um, Ahsoka... Very famously for Star Wars fans of the animated series and of the book that the animated series took a lot of information from, she quite famously says, I am no Jedi. Mm -hmm. So I find the title of the episode being called The Jedi to be quite interesting. Yeah. Because she distances herself from the Order. Uh, I've explained on a previous podcast why. Uh, Go back and listen if you're not sure. Yeah, uh, we we have not got time for me to do that again today. <laughs> but yeah, I think perhaps that means that the title of the episode is less about Ahsoka and more just we're the talking about yeah. yeah we're talking about the Jedi, all of them, plural. Um, that's that's my feeling anyway. Yeah, I mean, you have one Jedi or three Jedi, so yeah. there's like, you know, it could be the same thing. Yeah, I, I think it's meant in the plural sense. This mm. episode's just the Jedi. I also love the fact that nobody knew the episode title until the day it came out. I mean, oh, if that's you, cool. If you knew these in advance, you'd be like, episode five, episode five, episode five. Here we go. Here we go. Here we oh, go. Oh god, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. So so the fact that the day is released, I I literally loaded it up and it came up the title of the episode. I think chapter thirteen. I think it is going back to the chapter thing. And it said it said the Jedi, and I was just like, yeah. Oh. Oh, oh yes! Oh, please! Here we this go. This is the episode I've been waiting for. And here then it she is. does. And then, like I said, then we see her just cut through these people, which I love. Um, the Mandalorian arriving, so we have the credits. The Mando arrives, and we have once again the cuteness overload with the child. Um, sat there, and he's like, "Go strap yourself in," and he's like, eh, "Okay." Toddles off, climbs up on the chair. So cute. Desperately wants the the thing off the um, the controller. I now just call it like the gear stick. That, that, it, it yeah, basically like a little gear yeah. stick thing. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Basically the gear stick, and it's the way they've animatronic this or or the puppeteer sort of. He keeps looking up at man. They're like, okay, okay, he's not looking. He's not looking great. Okay, just use the force slowly, slowly. <laughs> yeah, takes it, and then like they're leaving the ship. And Mando turns around, he's got it in his hand, he's like, how many times? <laughs> yeah, will you stop taking that off? Yeah. yeah but but straight away, and, and I love that this show does nothing by accident. This show does absolutely every single scene, every single thing that happens is there for a reason. And this yeah. is a complete throwaway moment. Like this is just a like I said, the cute, laugh adorable, the kids are gonna love that. I mean, I'm a 37, nearly 38-year-old man. I loved it. But Mandalorian puts that in his pocket. Now, I've got in my notes, saying about it being a throwaway, he turns around and says, how many times have I told you it has to stay on the ship? Yeah. Then puts it in his pocket and takes it off the ship. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was like, don't. Well, he's in a hurry. (laughs) He's like, okay, I'm keeping this with me. You're not allowed, you know, you, you might lose it. Come on. Yeah. Naughty little so-and-so. Um, like you say, complete throwaway, but yeah, I made a mental note of it, and then I wrote it down. I was like, oh. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I love yeah. it. Um, Mandalorian walks up to these, like, this the gates to this kind of town. Now, this planet, I mean, I, I wrote down in my notes, and this could be a bit niche, yeah. but this planet's been Loraxed, is what I've written. <laughs> Anyone okay, seen yeah. the animated movie or, or read the book, The Dr. Lorax? Dr. Zeus. Yeah. Dr. Zeus, yes, there you go, good, you know what I'm talking about. I feel I better as long as you know. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so yeah, it, it's like the whole planet's been savage. We, we learn uh, later, obviously, that the magistrate here, um, Morgan Elsbeth, 
Um, is basically I'm glad you pronounce that. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've got that right. <laughs> Sam Butcher's names. Um, basically, she goes to a planet's moons anywhere and just rapes it of its natural resources, everything, and it's all for the Empire, all for shipbuilding. Yes. So, a little side note. I've got a little asterisk here. I wanted to put this to you and just let you know what you thought, okay? Okay. The Empire has fallen. Yep. And yet she is still doing this. Yes. Are we seeing the remnants of the Empire becoming the First Order? Because obviously we know that happens. Yep. Or is this someone who's still loyal to Palpatine... And is actually doing all this to build the fleet of the Final Order, which appears in Episode Nine. Mm. It's a little thing. Little yeah, thing. it could be one of two ways. Like the the note I made from this. Yeah, and this was just me probably being silly. Okay. So you see around the whole like the whole world, it looks like it's burning down. All yeah. the trees have been cut down and destroyed. Yeah, when they're, and... when they're like coming into land as well, there's like fires across the whole. Yeah, moon, completely yeah. decimated the land. Yeah. And then I thought to myself, I've not seen many of the Empire ships made out of wood. <laughs> what, like clearly... that's one thing I've not seen is like they've gone into the control room. And there's a, like a nice oak varnished dashboard or something. And I just look at it as like they've just decimated this entire place. I'm like, I've never seen wood on a spaceship. Well, I, I, I feel just like as I say, just a real silly thing, there. just a real silly thing. But it, it was just one of those things that popped into my head. I was like, wow, they have taken like everything. They've taken most of the trees. They've burnt the rest down. Well, what, I, what, I'd, what I'd say is when you're saying about the trees, there aren't actually that many trees have been taken down. They're just like, they're mostly like burned. burned. Just, yeah. yeah. So I'm guessing they're like formatting the planet, like ripping out minerals and stuff and doing yeah. that. They're burning stuff down because the only trees I see felled are Ahsoka with her lightsabers, like ripping them apart. Yeah, I would um, cut the tree down and the man stood behind. That was that was great. I love that yeah. scene. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so uh, one of the things we get to see here is, uh, like we said, we, we immediately go, ah, you're the villain. Okay, Elsbeth, uh, you're the villain. Yeah. Good to know. But she has a right-hand man, and this is me having some sort of nerdgasm now. Did you recognise her right-hand man? Uh, no. Okay, Michael, I can't, his surname, B-I-E-H-N, B-N, I'm not entirely I... sure. I was about to IMDb it to help you, but then you just no, said that, and no, I'm no, like, no, I'm not going to fix no. that. He played Kyle Reese in the original Terminator film from 1984. Okay. Do you not like the Terminator film, the original Terminator film? I must be honest with you, I have not seen it for a long time. Okay, well, he played Kyle Reese, so massive, massive cult kind of status in that if you like from a sci-fi point of view yeah um so i recognize him and i was kind of nerding out over that now he played another character as well in a film which also has kind of a cult status which is a western film called tombstone he played a character in that called johnny ringo who was a gunfighter a hired gun in this the mandalorian basically calls him a hired gun at one point Nice. Also, and again, this is becoming ridiculously nerdy. Everyone stay with me. <clears throat> the character has what looks like a kind of shotgun laser weapon. You know, the, yep. what he's carrying looks like a shotgun. In Terminator, Carl Reese has a shotgun. <laughs> in Aliens, the film that this guy was also in, he yep. carries a shotgun. Ah. And here he is in this carrying what looks like the same kind of shotgun, but obviously a laser one. Okay. Love that. That's that's a nice little kind of nod. Well, it, like you said to you, in each of these episodes so far, there's been like these little things that feels like nods towards films or TV shows or something. Yeah. This this guy's cameo for me was just rife with that. So I, I like I said, it was very nerdy, but I really liked it. I like, um, see, I like little bits like that. Little things that nod. Like we had um, Bruce Dallas Howard when she did her Bryce, episode. Yeah, Bryce, yeah. And you see that kind of first the scene and it links back to it. I like that sort of stuff. Yeah, me too, man. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, Something that, that gets... Off, so Mando's taken in front of this... Here you go. Here's something else as well, by the way. This is, again, ridiculous, nerdy. 
Uh, the big villain, Morgan Ellsworth. Yeah. Is the, the actress is the granddaughter of Bruce Lee. No way. Yes, sir. Okay, that's cool. And we get to see her fight in this. There's no way you're going to cast the granddaughter of Bruce Lee and not have her whoop some ass at some point, which was which was kind of cool once I knew that. And, and that was a hell of a scene as well. Yeah, awesome. Um, she offers the Mandalorian a staff spear type thing, which is pure Beskar. Um, <laughs> quite a funny scene when the Mandalorian's looking at her like, oh, nice. <laughs> this this yeah. yeah yeah this this is nice and she's like what you have to do is go kill a jedi that's troubling me and he's like oh, that's interesting i was actually coming here to ask about a jedi okay yeah cool yeah i'll go <laughs> yeah but the sly little bugger i noticed this and then he points it out himself later on he doesn't accept the deal he, i he, liked that yeah he just kind of like so you want me to do what hmm and then he just walks off <laughs> It's like, all right, yeah, so they're like, yay, we've got a Mandalorian contracted to kill the Jedi, and he's just off to find the Jedi. They've basically gave, given him the information he wanted, which is... I loved that so yeah, much. Yeah, you know, I'm here looking for a Jedi, and you're like, all right, we want you to kill a Jedi, we think she's here. He's like, ah, oh, perfect, later, <laughs> I'm off. Yeah, um, it's like, there was that moment in my head, like, I'm watching it, and yeah, he gets offered, we need you to find the Jedi, and he's like, yeah. well, where is she then? And I'm yeah. like... Dude. Smart ass. Dude. Absolute smart ass. Yeah, no, completely. The Mandalorian and the child go looking for Ahsoka. Uh, the guy I was talking about actually notices the child at this point and goes, what is that? He's like, oh, I'll carry it around for luck, which made which me I laugh. Which I think was amazing. Yeah, I just carry it for luck. Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, he's like, he acts like this total ruthless badass when he's around people. And yet when he's around the child, he becomes like this playful dad. <laughs> it's yeah. quite funny. Um, but Mando and the child go looking for Ahsoka and we have this fight scene which is just full of wow for me. Uh, Ahsoka jumps out, sabers going, Beskar can block lightsabers. How huge is that? See, at first I was like, that's insane. Like, how? And then you find out more about how the ancient war between the yeah. two of them. And it's like, well... Yeah, that makes complete yeah. sense. Yeah, how else could Mandalorians actually stand their ground against, you know... They, they need to make something that yeah. is able to resist kind of the force it, it also, of a lightsaber. It also goes to show a little bit towards why the Empire destroyed Mandalore to take the Beskar. Doesn't you, it just, yeah. Yeah, you think about how important that would have been to them in, in their sort of quest for dominance... Um, and also to just enable, you know, the Mandalorian people carrying that with that kind of armor. We've seen the Mandalorian, uh, you know, our guy Mando, on several times get hit from all sorts of angles. And, yeah. you know, he's able to shrug that off. I mean, he, he even says one time he gets hit with like a sniper rifle and he's like, yeah, from that range, the Beskar held up. But if I was closer, I would have been dead. Um, yeah. You know, I love those kind of details because it's basically, he's not invincible, <laughs> but, you know, with the sort of, random blasters and in this fight scene the lightsabers he's using the, the wrist part uh, like the the arm guards so yeah. i don't know if perhaps other parts of the armor would have been susceptible you, you see what i mean like perhaps that's deliberately thicker so you can do that i, I mean i don't know that makes sense yeah because he it's not like he lets it hit anywhere else it's yeah. purely like he uses those wrist parts and it's like yeah. This is my safety area. Okay. And, there's, and there's also this cool thing where he ropes her and she does that flip over the tree. Oh, and he's yes. Sets fire to her cake. Just, just like the combination and the fight. And he draws his weapon and then shouts out like, Ahsoka Tano, I was sent here to talk to you by, you know, Bo-Katan. And she immediately like, here's Bo-Katan. She's immediately like, oh. And then notices the child and is like, well, I hope you're here ah. to talk to me about him. <laughs> yes! Again, such a cool little throwaway line. I mean, yeah. him? About him, yeah? Okay. Yeah, I've come to talk, Ahsoka. I hope it's about him. I mean, that was... Yeah. Oh, dude, I just been, I was just smiling. This is ridiculous. You know, I'm watching a TV show, and I'm just like, I'm so happy. <laughs> but I love it, because it's like she instantly recognises yeah. the race he is and stuff, and it's yeah. like, I hope it's about him, because I... It's just like... I've only ever known one of them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she's going to yeah. say it. She's going to, yeah. she said it. <laughs> she does. I mean, we have this, the next moment is they have this kind of moment where they're kind of almost like meditating together. Like Jedi yeah. often did. 
Um, and what she describes it is they were communing. So it's like they were communicating without speaking. Yeah, um, they can feel then, each other's thoughts. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, you used to see the Jedi would often just sit together like that. I'm guessing kind of like the Jedi Council would just sit there and, you know, think shit up. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. Let's put our minds to it. Ah, uh, yeah, so all of us have now discovered that maybe Anakin isn't such a good guy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, all of that collective brain power, not one of them worked out that he was sticking at the Padme. Idiots. Yeah, anyway. fair point. <laughs> so, anyway, side note. So, um, Ahsoka then brings the child back. They sit down together and Mandalorian's there. And she immediately says Grogu. And I'm like, what now? What? Hmm? Yeah. The, the child has a name. It does. And they just drop it in like it's casual as hell. I've been talking to Grogu. Who? Yeah. What? Yeah, as, as the man that... My favourite thing, though, is the fact he says Grogu and the child looks up at him straight away. Yeah, that smiles. And then and he then, waits a little bit and does and it again. Just yeah. to check. Grogu, And then he waits like for just a moment and goes, Grogu. And he looks at him again like, yeah, what up? You yeah. saying my name, pal? How's it going? I know yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I... Yeah. I don't know how they've managed it. I'm looking at it. Grogu, as we will now call him, and I'm like, it's a puppet. I know it is. I I, I know that's not a real creature. But dude, to me, that's, dude, that's a real creature. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it is. I'm getting emotion from just him looking. And there's a scene now which I'm going to talk about, and I'd love to know your opinion on it. And I kind of messaged you about this, so I kind of already know a little bit. But just for the podcast, yeah, you mention about how she mentions Yoda, and when she says his name, the music under changes yeah. to the Yoda's theme. So you've got the Mandalorian theme, and then it changes to Yoda's theme, and then changes back like seamlessly. It's just perfect for that yeah. moment. Yeah, see, I didn't notice it, and then you messaged and told me, and I instantly like rewound it, yeah. watched it again, and was like, "Oh, oh wow, wow. Yeah, that's beautiful!" Just as she and says his name, and the then moment there's... between her and Grogu as yeah. well. Yeah, so Grogu, oh. after she says his name, Grogu immediately his head like shoots up to her, his yeah. ears are up, and she just looks at him and kind of smiles and nods, and as she does that. Like she does this, like kind of warm smile, like you would to reassure somebody, or like you know, if you're conveying bad news, like you know that yeah. kind of. Don't worry, but yeah, that that has happened, and you see the child instantly after looking at her. So Yoda's name, she does this look, and his ears drop, and his whole demeanor drops. Yeah, how in the hell are they breaking my heart with a puppet, dude? <laughs> but yeah, like that is definitely a case. If he's gone, oh Yoda, she's gone. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, he's dead, yeah. and he's gone. Oh man, without a word yeah. within a couple of seconds. Yeah. And yeah, just... you're sat there going, Oh man, he actually knew Yoda. Or at least knew of Yoda. Well, Damn. yeah, I mean of of the same race. I mean, we we have no idea how, you know, if every single member of his species is like this, they look the same or whatever. We have no idea if Yoda's even family to him. Do you, do you yeah. know what I mean? They 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 look similar. Perhaps they are actually similar because they are family. Yeah, we have no idea, but that that moment then was quite powerful. But also then we have a lot of stuff that's said, and I want to just run through them point by point to get your opinion. So the first okay. one is obviously we've had his name, and that's been mentioned. The yeah. next one was he was a youngling that was raised in the Jedi Temple on Coruscant, mm-hmm. and then just before the fall of the Jedi Order, someone took him and hid him away. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack in that, and it's, it's funny because I made the note to this, just like okay, that's really interesting. And now, like I've come back to do the podcast, and I'm like, there's actually more in that than I originally thought. Yeah, because if you think about the fact of what happened to the younglings at the Jedi Temple, they were all killed by Anakin. And since this was revealed, there's been a lot of memes and jokes about you telling me the whole Mandalorian plot is just because Anakin missed one quite funny i mean it's a funny yeah. thing <laughs> yeah but, actually thinking about it yeah but basically. actually the plot is somebody knew it was coming someone knew because they got grogu out of yeah to hide him somewhere yeah who in the hell could have known that was coming but see, see this yeah. is this to me opens up a far bigger plot thing than what i think i realized initially which is she's saying that basically someone 
for him, not all of the younglings, you know, didn't save every child, but someone went, I need to get this one mm-hmm. out. To safety, yeah. So so those are the questions. Why him and not all or any of the others? How did the person know it was coming when you consider that up until that moment, like literally 20 minutes before Anakin marched in there, mm-hmm. he'd left and was a Jedi Knight, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so who the hell knew that he was about to turn and do yeah. what he did? So it's like a Jedi Master or a Knight knew it. Now, I discussed last week a theory about a character still being alive. Yeah. Do you think that could tie into that? Mace Windu has mm-hmm. just witnessed Anakin turn, right? He's been thrown out of that window. The Emperor struck him. He's stuck yep. the landing because Jedi can stick the landing. That's right, yep. And he knows that in that temple, there is a child in uh, Grogu, perhaps, who has a midichlorian count, which rivals Yoda, him, Anakin. Yep. And in his mind, he thinks, no matter what happens to any other Jedi or any other, we ca- I cannot allow that one to fall. It certainly opens the door to it now even more, doesn't it? But don't you... Like I said to you, when I first made that note of... It's like a throwaway line, but then, like I said right at the start, they don't throw things away in this show. If Everything hear, is on purpose. Yeah, Everything. Every step, every line is a step, and every step is done purposely. So that line, someone took him and hid him. If you go back and watch this, anybody listening, yourself, and I've done it because mm-hmm. I'm this nerdy, she even, like Ahsoka Tano, even pulls a bit of a kind of a, a moment where she mentions someone. Mm-hmm. It's like she knows, but she's not going to say it. Right, yeah. So, if you get a chance, go back and watch it, and hopefully you'll all see what I mean. Um, she says that his, his mind goes dark. You know, he's been hidden, he's being hunted. Um, and basically his thoughts are very dark at this point. She also says she can sense much fear. And, I text you instantly. Yeah. Not fear, anything but fear. Yeah, um, he's been in hiding. He is full of fear, and I think any uh, fan of Star Wars hears that and just immediately goes, "Oh wow!" <laughs> you know that that's such a, a visceral flashback to Yoda seeing young Anakin. I fear much fear in you. You know stuff yeah. like that, and just it is such an interesting full circle to kind of hear that um she wants to know if he can still use the force mm-hmm. um the mando you mean his powers <laughs> i love that yeah it's just like what, what force no he, he has yeah. a special power i've never seen before yeah um and she explains to him about the force you know that it's an energy field that binds everything all living things and i'm like oh why am i loving this so much this is just you know hearing her explain that to somebody when we've heard Yoda explain it in the past, we've heard Luke explain it in the past, you know, and now here we are watching the Mandalorian hearing Ahsoka Tano explain it to Mando is just Yeah. It's so cool. It's great. I mean absolutely great. Um so they do a test. And this is again coming back to nothing in this show is throwaway, okay? Exactly. Yet this this suddenly makes the last bit that I said about going. Well, why did he do that? All of yeah. a sudden, you're like, that's oh, why. And that's and 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 it all because, like you said, no one you you spot him put that metal ball in his pocket, and it's just like, yeah, whatever. You mm-hmm. looked at him, and went, ha! You just said should have left it on the ship, then takes off the ship. That's funny, you know. Yeah. And and also, by the way, that's a very parent thing. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> yeah. So, so that you don't think of it in a kind of bigger context at all. Later, that's going to be important, <laughs> but yeah, but it is, and it is important because she's trying to get Grogu to move this stone, and Grogu's like, "Nope, nope, not using my powers. What powers? I've got no powers. What are you talking about? What are you talking about?" Yeah, and then Mando, silly. yeah, Mando's kind of like asking him to do it because she's like, "Oh, you know, he he's got a bond with you. It's nice. You should try." And he's like, no, 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 it won't work, it won't work. And then he thinks about, oh, hang on, I've got this in my pocket. The minute the little sod sees it, he's like, yep, mine! <laughs> yeah. Takes it like lightning. None of this happy floating it across moment, just in my hand. 
Um, but what happens next, for me anyway, was the absolute gut punch of emotion to this episode. Yeah. Where she says she cannot possibly train him because he has such a strong attachment to the Mandalorian. He has a deep attachment to you, and I've seen what feelings can do to a fully trained Jedi Knight to the best of us. Mate, I'm heartbroken. She's talking about Anakin. Yep. You you have to understand as well, it's, it's possibly difficult for people meeting this character for the first time. But if you can bear with me for this, imagine she was Anakin's Padawan. She spent every day with him as a Jedi Knight fighting in the Clone Wars for, I think, three, four years. Every day. By his side. For three to four years, learning from him, um, working with him, knowing everything about him, you know, to the point, the family, you know, like Anakin and Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan described him as his brother. Yeah. Ahsoka was the little sister. You know, generally, you know, he called her Snips. She had a nickname. Um, it just, to her having the realisation, which you then saw in the animated series Rebels, that Anakin had become Vader, broke her. You know, because she actually blames herself slightly. She has a belief that if she hadn't have left the Jedi Order, he yeah. wouldn't have turned. She, oh, wow. She, she has this belief in herself that he needed someone there with him when all this was happening and she would have been she would have been stood right there like the events of episode three yeah so again apologies for this but in the clone wars you know what happens is anakin and obi-wan get the call that the chancellor has been kidnapped and coruscant's under attack Mm -hmm. now we know that the beginning of episode three is those two going to rescue the chancellor and then all of the events unfold from that Yep. So at the end of the Clone Wars, they're leaving, and she could go with him, but she doesn't because she's left the Jedi Order. And oh, she says, wow. no, I'm not a Jedi anymore. And she carries out her own mission to try and help the people of Mandalore. But yeah, she could have gone. And she. so what you see, and it's, it's kind of spoken about a few times, but not massively, but what you see is she carries this guilt with her. And yeah. she actually has a confrontation in Star Wars Rebels with Darth Vader. And she finally realizes that it's Anakin, and there's this moment where he basically tells her to go, almost like get out of here because if you stay, I'm gonna have to kill you. Yeah. And she says, "No, I'm not leaving you again." And it is like, what? <laughs> you know, this is this is. Yeah. You know, you're gonna fight. You're saying you're not leaving him, but you're gonna end up having to fight because of where he is and how he is now. Um, but she refuses to leave. But. But like I said, you know that that's a whole tangent. I won't go down that whole tangent. <laughs> but when she delivers this moment in this, like all of that emotion, you you got to understand where it's coming from. God, yeah. The deep attachment, you know. I've seen the absolute best. Like she describes Anakin all the time throughout everything. He was the best of us. He was just the best. Yeah. You know, she hero worshipped him and then saw him fall. So seeing. Um, Grogu's attachment to Mando you can see she's like nope <laughs> no no yeah I've seen this I'm not doing yeah. it again last time it ended quite badly yeah I've, uh, I've seen someone really attached to someone else get really manipulated yeah. it's also a, a little bit of a kind of nod to Yoda and Luke's first meeting as well um, if you remember Yoda starts yeah. saying nope he's too old too old to start the training yeah. and then the force ghost of Obi-Wan's like oh, come on you green little bastard get on with it <laughs> yeah they don't Not in those words. Be you, you bastard. Yeah. yeah, paraphrasing a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, add a nice little nod to that. Um, but then we have what me and you have decided is the Mandalorian formula, which is she kind of goes, okay, I'll help you, but... And I'm yeah. like, ah, here we go. Here we go. The, the Mandalorian tried and true method of storytelling. Land on a planet, kick some local ass, get a clue to where you got to go next... And off you go. <laughs> and go do a mission for someone else. Yeah. yeah. I, and I'm here for it. I don't care if it feels formulaic. It is a formula I love. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. Like most TV shows, if every week you knew you were going to turn it you on had a formula, and you were yeah. going to go land on planet, find yeah. someone, do yeah. a mission for them, get a clue, yeah. go to Yawn, the next planet. Walk off. Yeah. yeah, you'd be like, oh, great. Here we go again. On this, though, with this, it's, it's like, it's where's so the next packed. episode? 
inject yeah. the next episode into me. <laughs> I need it now. Come it, on. It is. You're not wrong, man. You're not wrong at all. Um, I mean, my next note is Mando and Ahsoka liberate the town. I mean, we have the great line from Mando going, a Mandalorian and a Jedi. No one's going to see this coming. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but like you said, we have this amazing, I've written down big boss fight. Anyone who's a gamer knows what I mean by that. Um, Ahsoka versus the, the granddaughter of Bruce Lee. That's what she's going to be called for this. Yeah. I love that man. Because also I want to credit the actress for Ahsoka, by the way, because she must've worked hard because remember Ahsoka previously has only ever appeared animated, but she had a very unique fighting style. Right, yeah. And she's mirrored it, man. People are doing side-by-sides on YouTube and TikTok. She's nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. And that's work. You've got to have worked to have done that. Yeah. You haven't You haven't just shown up for the role and gone, yeah, I'm in Star Wars and I'll throw these around a bit. She's worked on that. And that's awesome. That that shows that she cares and I love that. Yeah. And you're a big fan of hers anyway. I'm a huge fan from the Netflix Marvel series. Yeah, Rosar- is it Rosario Dawson? Rosario Dawson, yeah. She's one yeah. of my favourite characters in the Marvel Universe. She is great. Just for the way she is, like she's the link to all the Netflix Marvel shows. She she's was, badass yeah. in all of those anyway. Yeah. And then she becomes like the complete badass in this. Yeah, yeah I mean, in this, uh, it's great. I mean, the fight as well. But the other thing that I liked in this, and, and again, this is so nerdy, mm. is a lot of people, you've got to remember, she was trained by Anakin. Yep. So Jedi typically were very, you know, uh, uh, what's the right word? Kind of solemn monk warriors where they're like, oh, I have been forced to fight and therefore I will. But they're not fighting aggressively. Yeah, Anakin wasn't like that. <laughs> yeah. So so Ahsoka's not like that. Ahsoka kicks the crap out of people and, you know, then eats lunch. And that's, you know, you've got to think about who trained her. <laughs> Um, and, yeah. that, and that's the reality you see here. You know, this woman is, to a certain extent, is holding her own. This Beskar staff is able to block lightsabers. We've established Beskar could do that. So that's an awesome weapon that's now in existence in this universe. A really interesting thing. Yeah. Because when I first saw it, I thought, ah, Mando's going to melt that down and get himself a new helmet. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But no, I mean, you're going to want to keep hold of that, aren't you? I mean, if you can stop lightsabers with it, you're going to want to have that around. Well, yeah, and oh, it's just such a cool little weapon as well. I'm like, yeah. that's going to be cool watching him later on with that. Definitely. Um, especially if he's up against Moff Gideon with the dark saber, by the way. Anyway, that's, that's you know, over there. Put it over there. Yeah. Um, but she's fighting her. And we have this scene. So that fight's going on, and it's great. The visual of that fight's great. But what I love about this, okay, and this is why I think... The guy who makes this, Dave Filoni, and the people behind The Mandalorian do such a good job of storytelling, John Favreau. You don't need to see every moment of that fight to live it. Yep. So you've got Mando and this hired gun outside, basically staring each other down. But you can hear the fight going on. And this hired gun goes, well, either my side's going to win or your side's going to win. Yeah. (laughs) And then you hear the Mandalore, the the Beskar staff hit the ground. Yes. And he hears it and he's like, ah, oh. <laughs> sounds so you like won. your side's won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he goes to lay the shotgun down. He's like, well, you know, I'm not going to die for this. Now, I mentioned earlier on, this guy was a character called Johnny Ringo in a, in a Western called Tombstone. Yeah. Famously in that, he pulls a move where he, he pretends he's stopping and then pulls a gun and shoots somebody. So in this, when he's doing this again, it's another nod to this character. And Mando, again, like the gunslinger, moves his hand away, but then draws, you know, like lightning and barrels him. Yeah, I love that as well. It's just so kind of like, uh, bang. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no messing about at all. Um, But like I said to you, like, uh, Ahsoka Tanner, now we don't know, okay? Now Ahsoka is very aggressive in her style. Yeah. Do you think she killed her? After she get, you know, because she asks her a question, which I'm about to come on to. But do you think she killed her, or do you think she leaves them to leaves her to the local people to deal with? I don't know, honestly. Yeah. I, it's one of those just like. <sighs> but I like that we don't know. I, yeah. I like because Ahsoka Tano was aggressive, but probably would have left her to the people and gone right now. You face justice. 
However, this is years later, and she's been through a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, she fought in the rebellion. You know, Ahsoka Tano fought with the rebels against the Empire. So she's been through a lot. You know, the Clone Wars, then into the rebellion, and now here she is still fighting. So I don't know where her head's at nowadays. And as she says, she's no Jedi. So she is quite possible to just cut the woman's head off and just destroy her on the spot. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Now, what? triggered a lot of big fans of the Rebels and the books series which Disney then said are no longer canon even though they're using the same bloody characters is the mention of where is Grand Admiral Thorn now is this a character you've ever heard of no okay so this is going to be very brief okay you can go research online but this is just going to be very brief because Stefan needs to know okay Imagine uh, a character. This character called Grand Admiral Fawn was an Imperial officer who was responsible for the Empire's biggest military victories against the Rebellion. He was undefeated. He was ruthless. He was this kind of charismatic, charming war general who, even though he's a complete villain, you're kind of like, yeah, he's basically just a serving soldier, but he's bloody good. Okay. (laughs) Um, and and he is he's phenomenal and he constantly beats the rebels and to the point that in the animated series so we're going to go with that because that is definitely canon okay yeah. there is a young padawan called Ezra okay now the young padawan called Ezra takes form in a ship and I'm not going to go into too much detail because it's mental and blasts off into hyperspace continuously so okay. is to take Fawn away and therefore give the rebels a chance because they just haven't been able to beat him. Every battle he's winning. Yeah. Ahsoka and one other character called Sabine mm-hmm. at the end of Rebels say, we know Ezra's still alive. We need to go and find him. So as that animated series finished, those two were going off to find Ezra. In her appearance in this... That's obviously what she's still trying to do. So this is years later, or yeah. potentially, you know, the series ended after so you know months probably months later, like six months later. She's she's doing this mission now. The character of Sabine, we don't know where she is. She's a Mandalorian as well, by the way. Oh, but okay. the fact, but the fact that she's asked about Grand Admiral Fawn. Now, initially, when I saw that, my my first thought was, okay, I I know that reference, I get that reference, but I was kind of like. The Mandalorian's getting really thick with massive plot lines here. I was kind mm-hmm. of like, this is getting kind of a lot going on with a lot of different characters potentially leading those plot lines. Yeah. Later, um, there, there's a, uh, I think, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's like the the Disney, Disney something, the Disney leaks, like, like WikiLeaks, but Dizzy leaks or something like that. Yeah. Now, these these guys have been responsible for leaking information on MCU films months before they're announced, and they've been accurate. They've been uh, Star Wars. They announced The Mandalorian before I'd even heard of it, didn't know what it was talking about. They knew the title. All I know was there was going to be a Star Wars live action. These guys told me the title months before. Nice. They have said there is a plan at Disney Plus not to continue this storyline in Mandalorian, but to spin off a show literally called Ahsoka. And that show will carry that storyline on. So we're meeting her in Mando with the plan that she's going to go off on her own tangent and we will get another live-action show following following Ahsoka. Yep, we need that. Well, there is a story there. You know, there is a reason for her to do it, and she would be the lead. Now, the second leak to that is the one that I think will send most Star Wars fans into, you know, outer space. Mm-hmm. And that is that Hayden Christensen would be in the show as an Anakin Force ghost. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah. Did you imagine week by week? She, a bit like the Mandalorian, she's kind of on this quest to try and find this boy Ezra. Yeah. And she's got Anakin, she's communing with Anakin. And it's Aiden Christensen, who we all know. But also, and this is the last thing, is currently under contract with Disney, so he can just do it on anything, is, of course, James Earl Jones. 
Of course. One of, one of the original plot lines which was dropped by Ryan Johnson in episode 8, which I still think was a ridiculous idea to drop, was that Kylo Ren in those films was going to see Anakin as a force ghost, but also hear the voice of Darth Vader, and we would see his inner conflict on the screen. So he'd have Anakin telling him to, you know, come back to the light, but then the voice of Vader telling him to complete my work. Ryan Johnson dropped that, and I think he's an idiot for dropping it, because... That would have made the film almost watchable. Well, it would have made the character motivation so much clearer. You you would have understood what was going on with that character instead of, oh, he's a bad guy, he's a stroppy And you'd have cared. You'd have actually cared what was going on with him because you'd have seen the conflict and it would have been visceral. But anyway, that side. But that was a plan that was there and I think was a great idea. And I think that they will look at that and go, actually, that could really work with Ahsoka. Yeah, you can imagine Ahsoka like going along with Anakin, and she she's got some demons there. You know, she's got some oh, hasn't she? Just got some yeah. issues. So, yeah, th- that on its own could could be great. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and if you want the leak to that well uh, leak website, let me know. <laughs> um, so Ahsoka, as we said, um, she stands her ground about training Grogu, which I was surprised about. Not surprised that. You know, Grogu staying with the Mandalorian because that would have taken a big thing away from the show. But just surprised that she's kind of like, no, I, I'm really not going to do it. And Mandalorian's like, we have a deal. And she's like, look, I can't. But she does, like I said to you, give him that little bit of information. <laughs> you know, yeah, go, the, li- the next clue. The planet Typhon, where there's an ancient Jedi temple, place him on this like special stone. He will decide his future, and a Jedi could sense him through the Force, but bear in mind there's not many Jedi left. Surely this is opening the door for Mace Windu to come back. Well, it's opening the door for whoever <laughs> saved him, isn't it? This is yeah. because, but you know, like next week, I don't know how many episodes we got. I think I think we're running close to the end of the series, people, which is which is breaking my heart. But could you imagine, right, the Mandalorian... And by the way, we know Mando's ship's being tracked, so we know he's got a confrontation with Gideon coming. Of course, yeah. Right, so imagine this is the finale, okay? Mando gets to this temple. Mando, you know, has to overcome some locals, because that's what he has to do. (laughs) Um, But when he gets to this thing, nothing seems to happen. The child sits there for a bit, you know, has a bit of a kind of like, oh, I'm sensing something, but nothing really happens. Yeah. Then Gideon shows up. Gideon takes the child. You know, Mando's pinned down. You can't get to him, and Gideon goes. Mm-hmm. Mando's like, no! And then imagine the final scene of all of this. Like, Mando's like, I have to find the child. I have to find the child. And then the final scene is this... All you see is a cloaked figure sensing something in the Force, and he pulls back the cloak. And it's... And it's... And it's that beautiful, shiny, bald head... Do you want it to be Mace Windu? Yeah, or I think do you so. want it to be Luke Skywalker? I th- I feel like Luke might be a little bit far. It can't be Luke. He, he, he can't. Mark Hamill would have to play him, and he can't play him younger. No, it's got to be Mace Windu. It's got to be because Samuel that man has not aged in about thirty-five years. Yeah, black don't crack, brother. Exactly, and he he does look as young as he does in like Pulp Fiction. He just doesn't. He's just got nice hair. I um, I I mean I'd love that. I I just the end, just the very end. You just see like a Jedi pull back the cloak, and it's like, I sense something. Yeah. And just just and then that'll lead us into series three. You know that is going to be the next chapter. Well, I've just um, had a look. We have three episodes remaining this season. Okay, so we got plenty of time. So we got we yeah. got loads of time for stuff to happen. What's um, amazing is that the last episode we will talk about will be on yeah. the podcast on the twenty first of December. Well, this could go. be the ultimate early Christmas present. It will be. I hope it's going to be. I mean, I know it's going to be good. I've got <laughs> total faith in these guys. Oh yes. Um, also, just just for people who are fan of the podcast, um, we will be obviously just rocking and rolling. We will have a Christmas special this year, which will basically just be us talking about all things TV, all things movies, and just generally having a bit of a laugh. Are we going to um, try and get the OG back? I'll, I'll see if he's available. I will see. Um, but it's just going to be a general chit-chat about all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, not 
not specific to any show this year, just us laughing and joking. Um, we should try and get special guests. We, I, I will try. I will try. I, I, I can think of a few I might be able to tap up. I, um, I've sent an email to a certain person, but they didn't respond to me for like the last two years. So I, I doubt it will start again now. Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is like uh, my longest quest I've ever had. Like to the extent of the person I used to email now doesn't work there anymore. So her email doesn't work. So now I've got to go through the whole thing again Yeah. to find his newest assistant. Yeah, I, I think I think it's now safe to say he doesn't want to play. <laughs> I'm starting to get that feeling. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but I mean, we can we can hype up our our stalkerisms. But uh, my <laughs> friend, I mean that that is everything I had. Did you have anything else I've missed? Um, don't think so. Not in my notes. No, no, it's uh, but um, mate. I loved going through that with you. I, I absolutely loved this episode. I hope everyone listening did as well. Uh, we will be back next week. I, I, they've got a lot to live up to. You do an episode like that, next week's is going to struggle. But go into it with the open mind of, it ain't going to be the Jedi, but it could be something else. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, it's going to be tough to live up to that. But my friend, uh, you take care. Everybody listening, look after yourselves during these mad times. We'll be back next week. And may the Force be with you. Thank you for listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can find us on Facebook or online. Simply search the Stuff and Things podcast to join in our conversation every week.